0: This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer.
1: And praise the Lord, this is Transforming Truth with Reverend Chris Palmer. God bless you. I want to thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. It's 12.15 a.m. on Saturday, and if you're tuned in, you're at the right station, so I don't want you to touch that dial. I want you to stay with me on your ride home, or maybe you're at home getting ready for bed, or maybe you're up late working the midnight shift, and you are burning the midnight oil. I want you to stay tuned tonight because I have a very special show planned for you, and I already feel the anointing of God, His supernatural power here to minister to whatever need that you have, You know the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And I want to tell you tonight right off the very top of the hour that Jesus Christ is alive. And that if you have a need in your life or maybe you're hurting and you're crying out to God. That tonight I believe that he's going to meet you where you are in this very moment. And he's going to minister a word from heaven. So many times I talk to people and part of their testimony is that they say, when God spoke to me, there's something about the word of God that has healing ability, that has creative power, that when he speaks directly to you, it will cleanse you. It will keep you from being confused and cause the junk and the dirt to come out of your life. When he speaks, there's purpose. And number one above all that, when he speaks, there's life. And for the very first time in your life, if you hear the voice of God, you will experience life in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. And people that live this life without purpose are people that have neglected the voice of God in their life. But friend, tonight, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Matthew 6 verse 8 says, Man does not live by bread alone, but every word... Matthew 4, excuse me, uh, verse 8. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He's still speaking and he hasn't stopped. And you say, well, God never speaks to me. Well, I want to teach you tonight how to hear the voice of God. And I have a great show planned for you. Now, uh, I want to let you know tonight that this is live. This is a live show. So I'm here in the studio now, I appreciate people that listen, that write me, that partner with me, people that give their financial uh, contributions every week and every month. And they email me and write and say, we're praying for you, Reverend Palmer. I appreciate it. I've been very uh, doing a lot of traveling lately. Uh, I just got back from three weeks in the Caribbean preaching the gospel. It wasn't on vacation. I was preaching the gospel And uh, it was a very powerful time God moved in a very strong and mighty way I was actually teaching out of my book The Believer's Journey God's Path of Transformation And we uh, had a lot of success down there Teaching God's people As a matter of fact Some of the people down in the Caicos Islands Are listening right now to the broadcast They tell me they listen all the way down in the islands So if you're listening from the islands God bless you I miss you all and I'm praying for you and you're in my heart. I'm very proud of the progress that you made last week and continue to keep it up um, in Jesus' name. But before I get started tonight, I want to let you know that I'm live. So if you want to call in, uh, let me give you the number, 313-838-1035. I'm here in the studio until uh, one fifteen. So 313-838-1035. If you need prayer, you need God to touch you tonight, if you want agree. With me and say I have something in my life that needs to be overcome with prayer. Well by all means call in. Because we take things down by the spirit. We believe in this show. And Chris Palmer Ministries believes in doing business by the spirit. And we're going to do that. So if you call in tonight. Maybe you need to agree that God will meet your need in the area of financial Or maybe in the area of healing. Or maybe in the area of deliverance. Maybe you've come to the end of your rope. You're dealing with suicidal thoughts. Uh, I want to tell you that uh, God's word says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill and destroy. John 10.10. But Jesus has come that you might receive life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Suicide is not an option. Suicide is from the devil. And God doesn't want you to take your life. And I want you to call tonight if you're struggling in any of those areas. Uh, and God will set you free. You call tonight God will set you free. Somebody tonight you have pain in your neck, you have pain all up and down your spine. I want you to call tonight God will heal your body in Jesus name. I believe, I don't believe, I know that I serve a miracle working God. His power is real. His power hasn't changed. And he does miracles. I uh, I was you know could give you testimonies of miracles I've seen just recently and so I know he heals. Someone said to me one time and said, "Don't you believe the gifts of the Spirit went out with the apostles? Don't you believe that, you know, we're not in that time anymore?" I say, "You know, I expect that kind of theology from somebody who doesn't ever see the power of God in operation. But when you see the power of God in operation, uh, you have to take into account that He is alive and He's moving. I serve a living God. I serve a mighty Jesus. And if He rose from the dead, then He's Lord and He's Christ, and He has." And he's risen, he's alive, and he wants to touch you tonight, friend. Before we get started tonight, uh, I want to let you know that I have a very special event that's coming up this Friday night, April 18th, 2014. This Friday night, yes, that is in six nights, April 18th, 2014, called Supernatural. Now, many people, several of my listeners have been to my Supernatural's. And have come to my services. And God has moved and touched them. And I want to invite you out tonight, friend, to my service April 18, 2014 at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. It's at 27355 Cabaret Drive. It's right there by the Imagine Theater. A lot of people go there and they go to the theater. And they, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's a, the fountain walk area. And so I want to uh, invite you out. It's at 7.30 p.m. at the Novi Hilton Garden this Friday, 4.18. You say, well, do I have to sign up? Do I have to buy tickets? No, you don't have to do any of that. We make it that easy. You just come in and turn to the right and join our service. If you need healing in your body, if you need a deliverance or peace in your mind, Isaiah 26.3 says, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind... Is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And so. Whatever need that you have. That. um, God wants to meet. Come to my service. I, I don't. It's not me. There's an anointing on me. There is a power that will be there. Because people will be there in faith. and expectation. And that's why you should come. And. You say, well, you know, I don't have time. Well, you go to the show. You go out to dinner. And most people aren't doing anything on Friday nights anyway. I mean, people are looking for something to do. So come. It is this Friday night, April 18th, at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn. And there's people praying for you right now. People in prayer about the service. And God's power is going to touch people. And God will put your life on track. We had a lot of miracles back in October when we did these services. And God's power was very strong. So it's at 7.30 p.m., and you don't need tickets. Bring somebody and come. We're going to go to the phone lines tonight, and I have Melody. God bless you. How are you tonight, Melody?
2: Yes, I've been having really bad neck and back and head pain, and also my husband's been having pains in his body too.
1: Really? Do you know what it's from?
2: Uh, well, I when I was 16, I got hit by a car, And I twisted my vertebrae and I was going to chiropractic treatments for years and then um you know I haven't been going in a long time and I've and uh I just been having really bad pain if I don't exercise.
1: Are you how much pain are you in right now at this time right now?
2: Right now it's not as bad as it was earlier. It was really bad, it was really, really bad.
1: And it's because you have a – you know, God can straighten that vertebrae out right now as I'm talking to you on the phone. I believe that God can touch your back. God can touch your spine. He could give you a brand new spine. Do You know, there's no distance. Jesus said that where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in his midst. And the Bible says whatever they desire, as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done. And I just want to tell you, Melody, that there's nothing that you can do other than to believe that he's the mighty healer. And he is the mighty Jesus, and he wants to touch you tonight. And so, uh, I want to pray for you, Melody, and I want to minister to you and let you know that he loves you. And that, how old are you, Melody?
2: Um, I'll be fifty-two this year.
1: Okay, so you're young in God, and uh, you know you're experienced, but you're young. And God, the Lord told me one time that age is to be a blessing; it's not to be a burden. And so he doesn't want you to have to track through the next years of your life carrying around this spinal problem that you've had since this car accident. And so I want to pray for you, Melody, and I want you to receive what I pray, that it's God's perfect and divine will to heal your body. Can you believe that tonight?
2: Yes, I do. And can you also pray for my husband, too?
1: Absolutely. What's your husband's name? Sean. Sean, is he with you right now? Yes. Okay, well, I want you to grab Sean's hand, and I'm going to pray for the both of you in in, in this moment, okay? All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your presence. And I thank you, Father, for your glory. And right now, out of that glory, I called forth spines as I heard you speak to me, Father, just a few moments ago, that there are people listening that have spinal problems and back pain and things in their body that need to be healed. And so I command in Jesus' name, your healing power to flow. Right now, I command all vertebrae that's bent to straighten in the name of Jesus. I command all necks that are crooked and every disc that's out of place to go back into place. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I declare, I just feel God's power now moving on humility And I feel God's power moving upon Sean. And I command that there be a total restoration in all the damage and ligaments torn or whatever may be in their back. That it be completely made new and made whole. And I pray, Father, when that pain disappears, that they know that they receive brand new vertebrae in their back. And their back be totally free from pain in the name of Jesus. I thank you for doing this now. I call it to be so. I pray, Father, your healing power flow in their bodies, in the name of Jesus. And I give you praise and glory for it. And I command and thank you, Father, for a new day in their health, a new day in their family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, Melody, I want you to, when you hang up the phone, I want you to rejoice that God heard your prayer and I want you to email me and let me know in the next couple of days how your back is doing, because I believe God has moved and ministered His healing to you, okay?
2: Okay, I sure will.
1: My email is info at com. Okay.
2: Okay,
1: Melody, God bless you so much. Thank you. Be blessed.
2: God bless you. Bye-bye.
1: We believe in the power of God on this radio broadcast. People like to think, well, you know... Uh, God's power is not for everybody. Somebody told me one time they say, Well, yeah, you know, I believe God does miracles, but it's all based upon his sovereignty. And I don't necessarily buy that because I believe that the sovereign God who is sovereign is sovereign over his own sovereignty. That's part of him, his deal, that he gets to be sovereign. And he can decide to do what he wants to do, and he gave us his word. And also, people that just preach that God heals out of his own sovereignty. And I'm saying based upon what I've seen now. I'm not taking general, swap, uh, general swipes at this now. Based upon what Chris Palmer has seen. The people that just preach God will heal out of his sovereignty. They see less miracles. And they see less of the power of God. If they ever see any at all. Versus somebody that preaches healing. And somebody that preaches faith. And someone that preaches miracles. Because you get what you preach. That's because what you say... Builds faith inside of people. And faith is what causes things to come to pass. That's why someone that preaches the power of God. Sees the power of God. And that's why someone that preaches deliverance. Sees people in services get delivered. Versus somebody that refuses to do that. Amen. So I want to invite you off of that. To my uh, service. April 18th, 2014. You said, what are you going to be preaching on? Well... I'm talking about the kingdom of God. And, you know, I had a very powerful time when uh, I was down in the Caicos Islands. And I want to just share this because I'm back fresh in the studio. Is that one of the evenings, me and Pastor and another uh, gentleman that I was with were down in the air, one of the areas there. Ministering to the drug dealers. We were doing street ministry. And we were at one of the areas they would have considered a stronghold down there. It was the young men were smoking marijuana. and They were doing drugs, and we were telling them about Jesus. And this particular night, the pastor was ministering to one of the young men that he knew, and all the all the young men cleared away, and it was just this young man and us, and we were talking about Jesus. And pastor told him, he said to the young man, I want you to let leave this marijuana here and give up this lifestyle and I want you to come follow Jesus with me. And then after he left, pastor began to tell us about his perception of the kingdom of God. And he was saying how this area that we were down ministering to, that he has been down in this area. For the last several months, every Sunday almost, telling people about Jesus. And he said, this is a stronghold in my neighborhood. And my church is targeting this stronghold in prayer. And that's why we come down and do services and preach the gospel. And then go up and tell people to stop doing what they're doing and come follow Jesus. And I said, how has it been going? He said, we've been having difficulty. He said, because it's a very difficult. Difficult stronghold And he said "But and We continue to pray And as we continue to minister And as we continue to go down here I'm seeing the grip of darkness Loosen over this area And step by step Night by night That we go down there Less and less of the grip of the enemy Is what we see And he says sooner or later This stronghold is going to come down And do you know that's the message of the kingdom Is that We go into areas where there's darkness, go into areas where there is strongholds that are contrary to the knowledge of God. And we preach a living Jesus that has healing power, a living Jesus that has resurrection power. And we tell people, change your mind, leave what you're doing and come follow Jesus. And that's the message of the kingdom of God, is that there is another kingdom that has come. And we're a part of that kingdom and it's supernatural. And it's from that heaven that we live. So I want to preach that message. And I'm telling you, we're going to have a powerful time. Young evangelists uh, from Ohio will be coming up to lead our street ministry team. We always send them out right before we start preaching. So while I'm preaching the message to the people, he's out there in the mall telling people about Jesus, praying for the sick. He goes out with the team. And they come back every time with testimonies. They say, brother, and then at 9.30 when I'm done preaching, he comes back and he has testimonies. He says, when I was in the mall, we prayed for this man and this happened. We prayed for this person. This person got healed. This person got touched. And you know what started happening? Is that people that are there attending will start catching this power and start catching this fire. And they come back the next week and they have testimonies and we take them. So we're going to build momentum. Momentum. And I want you to be a part of it. Go to the phone tonight. We have Eunice. God bless you. How are you tonight, Eunice?
2: I'm hanging in there.
1: And what can we pray for you tonight, concerning?
2: Um, I mean, uh, my daughter and I are, are in a major legal battle.
1: Are you? Um, are you opponents in the legal battle, or are you fighting together?
2: What do you mean?
1: What well, you say you and your daughter are in a legal battle. Are you against your daughter in the legal battle or Oh
2: no no no. She well she doesn't understand what's going on and they're trying to use her and when she finds out that the attorney is he's not fair and he's not he's been manipulative. Okay.
1: So you need, So you need wisdom in this area. Pardon me? You need the wisdom of God in this area.
2: Yeah, and I need favor and I need a really good attorney.
1: Well, let me pray Um, for you tonight, Eunice, okay? I want to pray for you. Because these uh, situations, uh, the Bible uh, says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally, and it shall be given him. And so you need wisdom in this area, and God provides it for you. And I want to pray and believe, God, that it, what wisdom that you lack in the courts, that God will provide that wisdom in a good attorney. Okay?
2: An excellent attorney, an honest attorney. And good. we need money to be able to, okay. to be able to afford a, a good attorney.
1: Okay. And if anybody's listening tonight, and you're, I want to say this before I pray, if anybody's listening tonight and you're a believer, you're a Christian, and you're an attorney, oh, yes. and, and, you're an inter- and you're an attorney... You can email me at info at chrispalmerministries.com, and we'll relay your info. And you want to represent Eunice? Then we'll get that information to Eunice. So let me pray for you tonight, okay? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Eunice. Thank you, Father, for her faith to call upon you and desire the wisdom of God in her life. She's up late tonight. Maybe she's worried or frantic concerning this legal matter. And, Father, she needs provision for the courts. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would multiply that wisdom unto her. I pray, Father, that you would send forth an excellent attorney, somebody that's God-fearing and somebody that has the qualifications to represent her in the court system. And I pray in the name of Jesus that there would be much favor given to Eunice and her daughter. And, Father, I pray every lying tongue, every manipulative and deceptive person, that has come against them. I command, Father, that they be removed and replaced with right legal representation. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, Eunice, I want you to call back and you give your information to my board operator. And then if anybody, like I said, is listening tonight and you want to represent Eunice and you're a good, honest lawyer and you have the skill requirement, you can email me, info at com and I'll make sure to connect them to you. Okay, Eunice? All right. Thank you. God bless you. We're talking tonight about the area of prayer. I want to minister uh, tonight on the do's and don'ts of prayer. Many people sometimes believe just because praying is a good thing that every time that you pray that there's just no specific way to pray. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That prayer, people think, is something to use when you get into difficulty or you get into trouble or you pray on the holidays or maybe you pray before you go to bed at night. But I call prayer art because the definition of an art is something that you can become better at and improve upon. Writing is an art. You may be a good writer today, but tomorrow you might become a better writer because you have learned how to improve upon your skill. And this is the same with prayer, that you might have prayed yesterday and not received answers to your prayer. But if you learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and you learn how to cooperate with the Word of God, and you learn the eve and flow and the move of the Spirit in the mind of God, you can become better at prayer. And I was teaching this one time, and so someone say, what do you mean by become better at prayer? What's the determinant about becoming better at prayer? Well, I think it comes down to results. How many results do you get when you pray because jesus says that his desire is that our prayer be answered that our joy may be full so when you're not getting answers to prayer your joy is not going to be full when i see a christian that says to me i don't have joy well it's important to have joy because nehemiah 8 10 says that the joy of the lord is our strength But then when you meet people that are without strength in their life and Christians that have no strength, Christians that have no joy, this is evidence that prayer in their lives, the prayers they pray are not being answered. And so tonight I want to talk about effective prayer. How is it in your life that you can get effective prayer? How is it in your life that prayer can start to work for you efficiently? So the very first thing that I want to say, and we're going to go to the phone lines in just a little bit, because people are calling in, but I want to just say a few things on prayer, because some people call and they say, well, you know, you took calls, you never taught. But I'm going to teach and uh, uh, just for three minutes, and we'll go right to the phones in just a second. Uh, but I want to say that prayer comes out of something that is called relationship that you cannot have successful prayer and you cannot have a successful prayer life until you have relationship with God relationship is the place that successful prayer comes out of and so it says in uh, Luke chapter 5 verse 16 in the New Living Translation but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Does it doesn't say that he withdrew uh, you know, on Easter Sunday or on Palm Sunday, which is tomorrow. It says that he often, this was a habitual thing that Jesus practiced. That he practiced a life of prayer. And Notice the result in verse number 17. It says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And it says this, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And the New Living Translation says, and the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Why was God's healing power strongly with Jesus? Because Jesus cultivated a life and a relationship and a lifestyle of prayer. And every time that Jesus did something, it was coming out of that place that he cultivated. So you say, I need power in my life. Then you need to cultivate your prayer life. And develop this life. And develop this strong relationship with God. And you have in your life what I like to call the rumble. There are certain Christians that carry a rumble about them. There's a young man that uh, is a good friend of mine from Bulgaria. And I met him uh, several years ago when I first went there. To minister for the first time, a young minister in training. Well, I saw one of his videos the other day. He, me and him were texting and we we're chit chatting about what God's doing. And I watched him preach. And he had power in his preaching. I said, Oh my gosh. I said, What happened to this guy? And you, when you talked to me he said, I started increasing my prayer life. And he had a rumble about him. He starts talking and there's power, he starts teaching and there's authority. And this is because he understands the importance of prayer. Someone say, you know, I was uh, ministering to someone the other day, and they start. I prayed from. They said, there was, when I prayed, there's virtue. They said, where all this virtue come from? I say it comes from a lifestyle of prayer. And when you start flowing at virtue, people will ask you for prayer because you have a relationship, and they see evidence of it. Let's go back to the phones. We have Sean. Uh, from Macomb. God bless you, Sean. How are you? Yes,
3: uh, good morning. Uh I'm from Royal Oak. My wife, Melody, just
1: called.
4: Yes.
3: Um, I wanted to give you a testimony or uh, rather uh you know, praise God because I think of the loppers and I think there was maybe ten and only two came back to thank him.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, first of all I wanna say that um you know I just it's amazing to me. I I think of the verse uh, talking about the whole armor of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, rightly dividing the truth. And I I, I hear something in in your preaching. It's an almost surgical precision where the word that you're speaking dividing the wheat from the chaff. It's just astounding to me. And you had prayed for my acid reflux uh several weeks ago mm-hmm. uh actually more almost a couple of months ago. And <clears throat> I have had literally no problem whatsoever <laughs> with the <my> acid reflux.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow.
3: No problem at all.
1: Wow. So he healed you completely. Yeah. Wow. That's power wow. Glory to yeah. God. i oh. I've even done
3: I mean not you know, not that I would tempt the Lord, right? But I've done dumb stuff like
1: eat chili hot dogs with onions, right? <laughs>
3: okay, nothing,
1: no problem at all. Wow, so you can just eat whatever you want, huh? Well, I don't do that, but no, you know but naturally. That's I... Right. But, I mean, you got freedom. I mean, if you want to, you have no problem with it, huh?
3: Right, and I've even, I've even, you know, uh, inadvertently uh, laid down, say, within two hours of eating, which normally I was told uh wait at least two or three hours and right. Uh I you know, I try to do that just in, as, a, as, a, as a as a common sense uh, thing, but you know, in the in, in the in the times when I've um, been a little uh, uh uh maybe not as uh aware as I should have I I haven't
1: had a problem. Wow. Well I Give God all the glory because it's uh, – I'm glad you told me this, Sean, because I didn't know. And it's, it, it is a uh, – people listening tonight need to see that God's – when God heals people, he heals people completely. Amen?
3: Amen. And also, um, when you would pray – now, my wife had called, and we had a similar problem with our neck and our head. I And I had a tendon, or what, I don't know what that would be, going from the back of my neck in the back of my head for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was completely gone. Wow! You
1: know, I could move my <laughs> head around and everything. You couldn't move your head around before?
4: No, not really.
1: No. Wow! And now it's healed. Yeah. Wow! Completely. I mean, yeah. you feel a difference in pain, or I mean, you feel a total. Yeah, difference?
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all released. But what I'm saying is, even if I had a little, a little uncomfortable, maybe a little jab mm-hmm. when I had moved, you know, across the room after you had prayed the idea came into my mind, uh, you know, I know that you're preaching the Word, I mean, just the Word and nothing but the Word. So I'm saying the Word says that I'm healed. Based on what Chris has said yes. about the Word, I am healed. So even if I think I feel pain mm-hmm. or I, I think that I, I and what I'm saying is, when you we were praying, I, I was able to release all doubt whatsoever. Yes, Which,
4: I, yes, which yes. Well,
3: I mean, forgive me, but I feel like part of your anointing is mm-hmm. that when you're praying over me, mm-hmm. I'm able to completely let go wow. and trust that you're speaking the word. I mean, wow. that's really what it is. That's
4: powerful. That I'm
3: trusting that you're speaking the word so I can let go. But what I'm saying is to receive it, but what I'm saying is, when I, even if I feel a little bit of pain, I'm just saying, well, that, well that's just the pain going away.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. So you feel a difference, but the tendon is something changed, huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, praise God. Well, give God glory. Sean, I'm glad you called in and told me your testimony because it excites me. And, you know, it just confirms more that he's the healer. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Sean. Well, I appreciate you calling. And let us know when your wife uh, receives her healing, okay? I've got your email. Okay, thank you, Sean. God bless right, you, thanks. man. Okay. Bye. So God is the healer. We're thankful for people like Sean that call in and tell his testimonies and let us know that God is real. I mean, he's been touched by God's power. And that's a reason to give God praise tonight. Listen, if you're listening tonight, you're in the hospital, you say, maybe you have cancer. Maybe the doctors have given up on you. Maybe you're depressed. God wants to touch you. And I speak right now the life of God to wherever you're sitting. And I see by the Spirit that somebody's listening to me right now, and you're in the hospital. And you have the radio on, and you're listening to the radio on an iPad And I command in the name of Jesus your body to be healed. And you don't have hair on your head. And God wants you to know that you're going to receive your hair back. And you're going to receive total restoration. And that this stage 4 cancer is not the end of your life. And I command in Jesus name all cancer in your body to go. I speak that Jesus said on earth as it is in heaven. And I command in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For heaven... To be where you're at right now. And the presence and the glory of God to fill your room. And I command disease and sickness and death. In the spirit of death. To go in the name of Jesus. And I command it to be so. So we're talking about prayer tonight. And I'm talking about how when Jesus prayed... The result was that there was healing power that was strongly with Jesus and was because he prayed. There's no shortcuts to the power of God. You have to either spend time with God or you're not going to spend time with God. You know, I talk to people, they always want me to pray for them. And I say, well, you want me to pray for you. I don't mind praying for you. But I want you to understand that you can't have a relationship with God through me. Your relationship with God is going to have to be with Him. And you know, there's people that they want God to bless them financially. They don't give any money to God. And one time someone said to me, I said, you know, do you give money to God? Do you give money to the church? I said, I don't give because to preachers that have jets and fancy cars and stuff. I said, well, you think that's all preachers do that? Those are not all preachers that do that. You know, it costs money to preach the gospel. It costs money to take missions. It costs money to feed the homeless. Not all money goes to corrupt preachers is what they were saying and it doesn't go to corrupt preachers it takes money to be on radio it takes money to preach the gospel on tv and you know what i say to this person the reason you don't give money to god and you hold it back for yourself is because when you give you give out of your relationship with god you know so when people are cheap i say you must have a cheap relationship with god When people don't give to the kingdom of God, they don't regard the kingdom. When people don't pray, I say, well, then you must have a not much communication with God. When people have bad relationships with other people, that's a reflection of the relationship with God. So everything that you do comes out of this relationship that you have with the Lord. And so when Paul was talking to the Ephesians, he was Getting to this part of prayer after he had laid out in six verses our relationship with God, and the last thing that he's going to talk about before he ends the book of Ephesians is prayer and so uh I want to say this tonight, and I want you to write this down when I'm talking about the area of intercession is that when we come to prayer, there are different types of prayer because the Bible says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit in, in, in the spirit, and before we talk about the different types of prayer. I want to use this word. It starts with the E. And it's efficient. That God wants our prayers to be efficient. I learned efficiency. Maybe pretty. You know. How to be efficient. When I was a waiter in college. And I used to wait tables. I really enjoyed doing it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was my favorite job that I had. Uh, when I was in college. I did several things. Uh, I pulled furniture off of trucks. When I was in college. I uh sold credit cards at the, uh, at the Metrodome. I did all sorts of stuff. But I really enjoyed uh, waiting because I learned efficiency. Efficiency was not just about getting the job done. Efficiency was about getting the job done as best as I could in the least amount of time. Uh, and And getting it completely done the way I was asked to get it done. For instance, if I was taking a plate... From the kitchen to the table, I would want to get it from the kitchen to the table as fast as I could on time and make sure the food was still hot and the plate still looked good and was intact. And that was efficient. And I used to always get scores. There were certain things I wasn't good at. But one thing that everybody would always say is you're a very efficient waiter. And that's because I paid attention. Well, in the area of prayer, God wants to be efficient in answering your prayers. And in return, he expects for you to be efficient in the way that you pray. You go from point A to point B, the way you're supposed to do that. And there are five things that I want to say that about prayer that are the no's of prayer. Things you don't do in prayer. Things that if you do these things in prayer, they will keep you your prayers from being efficient and they will delay they will delay the answers to your prayers they will keep your prayers from getting answered you say well isn't that all up to god no because half of prayer is up to you and i'm going to share those things when we get back from this break so stay tuned we'll be back in just a few minutes
0: WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD
1: at 103.5 FM and from anywhere in the world at WMUZ.com. And we're back here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. Uh, before we get into uh, the few no's of prayer I'm about to share with you, I want to remind our listeners that on Friday, April 18th, that's this Friday, it's a couple days from now, that's six days from now, uh, Good Friday, actually. I will be having my service at the Novi Hilton Garden Inn. People show up to the Baronet Renaissance and they think I'm still doing my events there. And I've moved them from the Renaissance across the street to the Novi Hilton Garden Inn. Every time we have a service, people say, Oh, I thought you were having a service tonight. I went to the Baronet and there was nobody there. And I tell them it's because the flyer says the Hilton Garden Inn. So look at the flyer. It's at the Hilton Garden Inn. It's across the street. And I want people to come, and I want you to bring somebody that needs a touch from God. If you have a testimony, tell me. I'll let you share it. And I want God's power to be lifted up. And I want to see people touched and delivered. No registration necessary. No tickets necessary. It's free. It's a free event. Just come and receive the Word of God. And I'll be doing it four weeks in a row. But I want you to come April 18th. I want you to come this Friday night at 7.30 p.m. We get started. We get started at 7.30 sharp. We get service started on time. We'll get you out on time. And it's going to be a very powerful night of God's wonder working power. You say, well, I think I should be in church on Good Friday, but I have nowhere to go. Come to Novi, Novi Hilton Garden Inn. We're going to be preaching on the power of the kingdom of God. And we'll be demonstrating that power. Young, new voices in Detroit. I'm bringing to the area. I'm bringing young, new voices to the Detroit area. And I want people to be a part of it. People have a fresh word from God you know as some people think that uh movements can be controlled they cannot uh when i say that what i mean is that there are certain people that like think that they have the uh monopoly on the power of god and nobody has the monopoly on the power of god there's no experts on the holy spirit except for the holy spirit and god moves and he does as he sees fit and so we're going to have a very powerful time and God is going to move in a very strong way. Um, so let me give to you the nose of prayer. These are five things that you should know about prayer that you should not do or you should not practice. Number one, there is a difference uh between an emotional fit and being moved by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so so many times in prayer I see people having A release of perhaps pent-up emotions that are inside of them while they're praying and but they're not being moved by the spirit to do this now I don't judge it's not for me to judge what is what but I can honestly say that if people were honest with themselves they can say that the times where it may have appeared that God was moving them by the spirit it was not it was just that they had some type of emotional release In prayer. And while an emotion release may, by the doctor's standards, be a healthy thing, uh, it's not prayer. It's just your emotions being, uh, given the opportunity to go out and vent. And that's not prayer, and nor should it take the place of prayer. Because prayer B is not time to uncap your emotions and it's not a time to focus on the way that you currently feel because you know you can only do one thing great and maybe two things good and three things you can't do and if you want to pray great you have to focus on one thing and that is the word of god not your feelings And not what you may think about something. To have successful prayer, you need to first begin by what God says. Not about what you may think or how you may feel about that area. And see, prayer is not a time to talk about what the devil and Satan and his imps and hell has done to you. It's not a time to go to God and just let off some steam for an hour and talk about how bad the devil is. That's not going to get you very far in prayer. It's not going to get you far at all. It's not the lever, the right lever that you want to pull. And if that's the lever that you pull, then the prayers are never going to come down and the power is never going to fall because you're pulling the wrong lever. And I don't mean to say that prayer is like pulling a lever, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, just... Don't take my illustration more than for what it is. Prayer is not time to talk about how bad you have it. And it's not a time to reflect on the mistakes that you've made. And this is a very interesting one for people that don't pray a lot. And when they do pray, they go from being happy to sad. They go from being energetic and uh, extroverted to introverted. And it looks like when they pray, they're having a miserable time. Have you ever seen somebody that... Maybe they don't go to church a lot and they finally get them into the church and it's time for prayer. They, In respect of the church, they have their cell phone in their pocket and nothing to distract them is around them. Everybody's quiet. So they bow their head in prayer. They have no other option. And the smile that's on their face gets wiped off and their countenance turns from somewhat radiant to gloomy. And they become a different person, almost statue-like and somber and solemn and they look miserable why is this that's because inwardly they're now focusing on the shortcomings their mistakes the places that they've missed it and they're not engaged in prayer they're engaged in self-reflection and they are being condemned by their own religious thinking and so they're not praying and someone may say well at least they're praying or well, they're not praying They're reflecting and they're being introspective of their own life. And they're allowing their guilty conscience to rule them for a while. And that's why they look as bad as they do. And that's why they look happy once that prayer bubble is popped and they come out of it. Because they're reflecting on how bad they have it. And so another thing about prayer is if you're begging in prayer, that's not going to get you anywhere. Because if you spend time begging in prayer, what does that say about how you see your Heavenly Father, that you have to beg Him? What does that say? He's mean, He's tyrannical, He's frugal. Uh, What are you saying when you beg God in prayer? And when you see somebody begging God in prayer that says a lot about where the revelation may be at. When you beg God in prayer, it's an indication that you don't have a word from God. People that start with the word, never end begging. People that begin with the word will be people that can go to God confidently in faith. And know that God will answer them. So, I want to say this about prayer. True Heartfelt, authentic prayer transforms you and transforms your life and brings about transformation and progressive sanctification. It takes you from what you are today and makes you into everything he said you could be into him by tomorrow and the day after. But the thing about prayer is that it takes time to work and so you have to start with the idea that you must be patient and give prayer a chance to make a difference going to the gym it would be foolish for me to think that i and you know, i've gained some extra weight especially since i started traveling you know anybody that listens to my show if you travel for a living you understand that it, you have to be extra disciplined because your health can get away from you uh because you're you're in different places that it's not necess- and it's and really you, you don't develop a routine as quick as maybe other people have the opportunity to well you know I'm learning that, and so I've gained some extra weight. My pants went from a 30 I could get into a thirty one now I can't even think about that. I have to get into a thirty three now I have to buy i bought new shorts last year a whole bunch of new shorts. I have to buy all new short pants uh coming up in a few weeks when it gets hot out. Uh, because I can't even squeeze into mine. Uh, my bathing suit, my favorite bathing suit, I grew out of it. And uh, that's because, you know, I've gained all this weight. Well, I go to the gym now. And I'm doing cardio. I'm on the treadmill. Well, you know, it's foolish for me to think that I have fire on the treadmill. And one time at the gym, I'm going to go and squeeze back into my shorts. I'd love to get back into them. But it's going to take some time. And so I don't go to the gym and get discouraged after one day and I can't get into my shorts. I'd get discouraged maybe after two months of working hard, but if I'm working hard, I'll be able to get back in those shorts. The point is, is that it's the same with prayer. You can go to prayer about something, but the next time you go to prayer, you can keep taking it down. Until over time, you've made progress and you've knocked that thing out by the spirit, but there's certain things in prayer, some things are instant, and some things take time. so don't get frustrated with yourself. this is another thing. don't be frustrated in prayer or allow yourself to get discouraged because things aren't happening on your timetable and the way and as quick as you think those things should be done. I want to say we're live tonight, three one, three. Eight three 838 1035 we're live, 313-838-1035, you say, well, Reverend Palmer, I have a testimony, I need prayer, I need deliverance, I need God to touch me, maybe you're just out there tonight, you want to give your heart to Jesus, you want to follow God, and be a part of his kingdom, I want you to call in tonight, 313-838-1035, the phone lines are open, I'll be here, for another 7 minutes. So you have a few minutes to call in. 313-838-1035. I want you to call in tonight. I want to talk uh, about different kinds of prayers. Things that you can do uh, to pray. But before I even get to that. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Let me say these things real quick. I said this. That prayer should be efficient. And efficiency means straight to the And something that works. It gets the job done without a bunch of excess. That's called trimming the fat Getting rid of the parts That don't need to be there It's weighty It weighs you down Your prayers should be Strike and be powerful And be quick You know Jesus When he prayed for the sick He didn't waste a lot of time He took the mud Spit Put it on the person's eye Bam That person was healed Jesus was a master At being efficiency, At being efficient And here's the key to efficiency Hearing the voice of God And when you don't hear the voice of God in your everyday life, especially in the arena of prayer, then there will be substitutes to the voice of God, substitutes from that word from heaven. And when you begin to see these substitutes in your life, they are indications that you are not operating from what you heard God say. Uh and they will eventually lead you into excess, and that excess will lead you into disappointment and frustration in prayer. So even before you begin to pray, it's good to wait for a word from the Lord. But here are some things that keep your prayers from being efficient. Substitutes to the voice of God. Number one, religion. And my definition of religion is dressing the outer man with what. You're supposed to dress the inner man with. It is ascribing and putting imminence on the works of the flesh rather than the works of transformation and works of the heart. Uh, And that will slow your prayers down. If you feel that your prayer is going to get answered because of the form of your prayer, the place that you're praying, uh, how many hours you pray, those are things that will slow and hinder your prayer. Number two, dependency on your own strength in prayer. Zechariah 4.12 says, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Your prayer and your own power is not going to get the job done. Your eloquency of speech and your uh, knowledge of spiritual things, not going to get the prayers done. What's going to get prayer done is going to be uh, the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Number three, words of doubt and unbelief. Obvious ones. We have Gabriel on the uh, phone tonight. God bless you, Gabriel. How are you tonight?
5: I'm doing well, Minister Palmer. Um, Got a question for you. I recently found myself in a situation where I was praying for someone that was a family member. So they were close to me. And um, the person needed healing. And... In the time that I was praying, I was one minute I had it, the next minute I didn't. And as a norm, if it's a person who uh I'm not real close to, I can pray. I believe when I lay hands on them, God is going to heal them. There's no if, there's no ands, there's no buts, and they do receive their healing. But I found myself with a person close to me, and I was wavering, and that bothered me. Uh, and so, what I want to know is, when you find yourself in a situation like that, what do you do? Uh,
1: in a situation where a person is wavering like that?
5: Yeah, like if if you know when it's a person that's really close to you. Sure. Because as I said, when it's someone that wasn't, you respon- I knew God was going to move yep. and expected it. But when it got to be someone I knew that was my family. I wavered, and I needed other people around me to just keep praying, you know, because I was too close.
1: Sure, absolutely. I understand, and let me just say that your, your job is to minister God's power and His healing power, and your job is to be the messenger, and there is a principle about being the one sent to a person. Uh, but sometimes people don't receive you for different reasons. Sometimes when I'm ministering to somebody and it goes cold or there is a failure in a transaction, I've learned over time, not to take that personal, I've learned that uh, for instance, uh, where Jesus went to Nazareth, his hometown, town, and he was unable to minister the way that he was in other cities, is because they were familiar with him and be. That has to do with, uh, the anointing is affected by how a person perceives you. The anointing is affected by what a person, uh, because how a person perceives you is uh, a case for how they're going to receive what they believe on your life. Somebody has to believe that you're sent by Jesus. They have to believe that what you're saying is true. And sometimes there are outward things, like your family member, they know you, they're close to you, they've seen you in your childhood, and that affects them from receiving what you're praying for them, or they don't see you as God's representative. And that affects the anointing, believe it or not. And so in those kind of instances, uh, I do as best as I can, and then I ask the Lord to send other people their way. And I don't take it personal, and I trust that God is big enough to send other people to minister in the same way that I minister to them. So I wouldn't take it personal. I just continue to pray and be led of God and, and ask God to send other people their way. So... Okay. Okay? Yep, thank okay, you. Okay, Gabriel. God bless you. Bye. We have time for one more call. Who is this I'm talking to? Yes, Miss Inga. I just want to say my first name. Okay, we got one minute, though, so we have to go quick because our show's about to be done.
5: Yes, I need prayer because... My cousin keeps harassing me, and he's bothering me mentally and physically. Okay. He's raping me. He won't stay away well, from okay. my house.
1: let me say this. And it,
5: it, I want him took out this life. i getting sick of it,
1: you know? Okay, this is what I you... want him do. Okay, the first thing, if you need to take these kind of things to the authorities... And if this is what's going, I've
5: been praying. That's I'm a Christian. I'm a tither. I shouldn't have to be suffering where I'm suffering with
1: this person. Okay, I want to let me pray with you. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you bless my sister. I pray, Father, that you would give her wisdom and understanding in this area. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would. I command every wicked spirit involved in this to go in the name of Jesus. Now, sister, I want you to call my board operator. Call back in just a second. I want to talk to you uh, off the air in just a few minutes, okay? The board operator? Call back and I want to talk to you, okay? Call, okay. call back in just a minute Okay. well that's going to do it for our show tonight God bless you, we love you I want to remind you that this Friday night at 7.30pm we have our Supernatural coming up at 7.30, Novi Hilton Garden Inn God bless you, we'll see you then and we'll see you next week 12.15am same time, Transforming Truth love you, God bless you
0: now that you've received the transforming truth of the word of God go deeper, go to our website chrispalmerministries.com or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ministries. then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403 Wald Lake, Michigan 48390 and tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM The Life